This episode will cover chronic stable angina. Chronic stable angina is going to be indicated usually here, and the hallmark is going to be chronic reproducible exercise-induced chest discomfort that is relieved by rest in nitroglycerin. Unlike unstable angina and myocardial infarctions, stable angina is thought to involve a fixed coronary stenosis that limits myocardial oxygen delivery. Angina results when demand outstrips supply, uh, in terms of oxygen here. The most important coronary artery disease risk factors are going to be DM, smoking, hyperlipidemia, hypertension, age, and a family history of premature coronary artery disease. Our discussion here is going to be lumped into six categories. So first we're going to talk about the symptoms, then the patient exam, then the differential diagnosis, your actual diagnosis, your treatment, and then your complications. So what are the symptoms of chronic stable angina? Well, ischemic chest pain is often described as dull or squeezing, substernal or left side discomfort associated with dyspnea and diaparesis, and you're going to have radiation down the left arm or into the neck. The exam is going to be consistent with this, right? So there may be no specific exam findings that can rule in or rule out coronary artery disease as a cause of chest pain. So the differential is going to include a bunch of other um, conditions. You're going to want to distinguish away GERD, esophageal spasm, esophageal spasm, herpes zoster, chest wall pain, um, coronary vasospasm, as well as costochondritis. So, what does your actual diagnosis look like? Well, two things to keep in mind here. First, invasive cardiac catheterization angiography is going to be the gold standard. And the second thing that you want to keep in mind is that non-invasive stress testing with or without imaging is also an option. And here we're talking about nuclear imaging or echocardiography. Chronic stable angina can be treated, fortunately, and there are four things, I'm sorry, five things um, to keep in mind here. First, risk factor reduction um, can play a huge role, right? So you might want to encourage your patients to stop smoking um, as well as to as well as to have aggressive treatment of hypertension, hyperlipidemia, and DM. Um, Anti-angenal medical therapy is also an option, and here we're talking about beta blockers, CCBs, and nitrates. Um, in terms of secondary prevention, um, the medications are different. Here we're looking at aspirin, statins, and ACEIs, which have been shown to reduce cardiovascular events in patients with chronic coronary artery disease. Um, fourth, Revascularization is a therapeutic option, and here we're looking at PCI or CABGs. And finally, you can have enhanced external counterpulsation, which is used in patients with angina that is refractory to medical therapy in whom revascularization is not possible. The complications, which is the sixth and final part of this episode on chronic stable angina, are actually um, quite short. So first, we're looking at a reduction in life quality and limitation of activities involved in daily living. So it's short, but unfortunately, the complications can be quite severe. And that concludes this episode on chronic stable angina.